All right. Today we start uh, section on personal, particular manasikar. Yesterday we discussed up to uh, discuss. Okay, today we start with particular Banasikara. Now, this title itself is uh, contemplating of the body, foulness, the bodily parts. Uh, it is very clear. Uh, bodily parts there are uh, 30 uh, actually uh, 31 parts we call 32 parts in original discourses we find only 31 parts. Later, in uh, uh, commentarial material, we find that uh, one part added, that is uh, brain. Uh, which is not here. Anyway, uh, the 32 parts here Again, because a bhikkhu reveals this very body upwards from the soles of the feet, downwards from the tips of the hairs, enclosed in skin, as full of many kinds of impurities. There are in this body head hairs, body hairs, nails, teeth, skin, flesh, sinews, bones, bone marrow, kidneys, heart, liver, pleura, as plain, uh, lungs, large intestine, small intestine, um, and uh, undigested food in the stomach, feces, bile, phlegm, pus, blood, sweat, fat, tears, grease, saliva, mucus, synovial fluid, and urine. These are the 31 parts. One part is not missing, not here, that is the part called brain. In later uh, books we can see brain also added. Um, since brain is also a part of a body, uh, therefore it, they found it uh, dividing this 31 into two categories, uh, two elements, earth elements and water elements. So brain must go to the earth element. So they stuck this and after feces. 
brain. That is how we have 32 parts. Now, <coughs> particular is uh, common translation is foulness, but particular actually is uh, going against the grain. You know, anukula going with the grain. Particula is going against the grain. Because this is not how we uh, look at our body. Uh, when we do not understand this properly, it misunderstanding can lead to various distorted perception. Distorted perception. When we understand it correctly, then we can use this as the most beneficial, meaningful mindfulness practice. There are various, uh, at least uh, three places in uh, text and commentaries we find the stories uh, based on misunderstanding uh, of these parts of the body and uh, because of because of the distorted perception uh, one story is in Dhammapada commentary when the Sariputta had a student who was full of lust so he uh, Venerable Sariputta gave him, a, gave him this subject, asking him to meditate on 32 or 31 parts of the body. This monk was meditating in, alone in a forest. Uh, while he was meditating, his lust increased rather than decreasing. So he went back to Sariputta and said, Venerable Sariputta, it is not working for me. Instead of my Last decreasing, it increases. We don't know whether he focused the mind on wrong body or his own body. Uh, his lust increased. So Sariputta said, no, no, this is a good subject for you. Go back and practice again. Second time he returned with the same story. Again Sariputta sent him back. Third time he sent back telling him the same thing. Then finally, even Sariputta could not uh, give him uh, an appropriate subject to overcome his lust. This is considered to be a subject that one should practice for, to overcome lust. But this very subject did not work for him because he was practicing it incorrectly with wrong or distorted perception. Then Sariputta took him to the Buddha. Buddha, instead of giving him a, an unattractive subject to meditate, he realized that this man has been a goldsmith. All his life, in his adult life, he was uh, his trade was, his job was uh, as a goldsmith. 
So Buddha realized this man likes something very attractive, beautiful. So he gave him a flower. <coughs> a commentary says that the Buddha created the flower and gave him lotus flower. Buddha did not have to create flowers because his chamber, his kuti was full of flowers because people came to see him every day with flowers. That is why his chamber is called Gandhakuti. Gandhakuti means perfumed chamber. He did not use these modern perfumes, but because of the flowers. <coughs> so he took one of the fresh flowers and gave to this monk, asking him to uh, sit near a pond and stick it in the ground and looking at it, meditate. While he was meditating on it, he saw the in this hot scorching sun, this flower was slowly withering, fading its color, and the petals were falling, leaves were falling, the stalk was bending and falling on the ground. Seeing this, he realized this body also is like this, impermanent. And he said that he attained enlightenment. So you can see he was so confused with regard to the parts of the body that he, instead of reducing his lust, he increased it. That is commentarial story. But there are two other stories, one in Sanyutta Nikaya, one in the Vinaya. Uh, uh, Sanyutta Nikaya story is just before Anapanasati Sutta. In Sanyutta Nikaya there is Anapanasati Sutta, just like in Majjhima Nikaya. Buddha praised the practice of uh, foulness of the body. Explain it. He praised it very, very well and he said this is the, one of the best subjects for meditation and uh, he gave a long discourse to bhikkhus uh, explaining the benefit, beauty, advantage of practicing mindfulness of the part of the body. And he said, because I want to take uh, two weeks vacation or free treat, uh, half a month free treat, so he went away. When he uh, returned after two weeks, he found many, many monks missing. So he asked uh, Ananda, Ananda, what happened? He said, Venerable Sir, uh, you taught us to practice the foul meditation on foulness and when you left these monks were practicing very ardently, very sincerely sitting alone under trees, focusing on the parts of the body, uh, these 31 parts of the body and they felt, some of them, they were uh, arahans, anagamis, sakadagamis and uh, sotapannas and uh, ordinary monks. These five categories of monks were there. But ordinary monks, when they were practicing this, uh, 
thinking this body is ugly, dirty, stinky and uh, unpleasant and uh, you know, repulsive and this and that, uh, they felt as if a young, beautiful woman or man having a dead carcass around their neck, they felt very, very bad about the body. So according to uh, uh, Vinay Mahavag, uh, you know, when we explain the third Paharajika, in that section you can see the story. And there, some monks, uh, some monks became uh, uh, suicide, suicidal, others uh, homicidal. Suicidals, uh, they thought this ugly, I don't want to live in this body, they took <coughs> their own raise and cut their head and killed. Others were a little, you know, afraid to kill themselves. They went to, they found a, a very uh, sort of sham monk called Migalandika. They went to him and said, uh, Migalandika, this body is ugly, dirty, repulsive, stinky, we don't want to have this body. Could you take this razor and cut our head? This and said, you take this from our robes and balls, go to the market and sell and get some money. <laughs> so this fellow thought, yes. He cut heads of several monks, uh, five, six, ten a day. And then finally he felt so bad, you know. So one day he went to a river nearby to wash his uh, knife. Then it is said that one of his relatives was born as a deity in that area. So he came out and said, uh, "Don't feel bad. You did wonderful thing. You can you can get money. You can let them attain enlightenment. Go back and do it." <laughs> so he went back and asked. They went from Kuti to Kuti. This is a report I got it from, uh, I mean, it is in Pali, in Vinay uh, Pitaka, uh, Paharajika uh, 3. He went back and went from Kuti to Kuti. Do you want to attain enlightenment? I can send you to enlightenment. <laughs> Kuti said. So he went from Kuti to Kuti and killed many, many monks. When Buddha came back, he saw many monks missing. So when Ananda, Ananda told him the story. Then he said, call, call this monk, call this monk for a meeting. So he gathered all the monks and without saying anything about uh, foulness of the body, he straight away taught mindfulness of breathing. <laughs> Completely different subject. Now, you can see in Sanyutta Nikaya, Vinaypitaka and Dhammapada commentary. And of course in Papanchi uh, Sudhani in what do you call Madhya Nikaya commentary and Saratapadi Padipika, Angutra commentary, what do you call Sangyata commentary, uh, 
we can see elaborated stories, but original stories are there. Now, why is that? Because of distorted perception. Distorted perception. Now, uh, we look at the Buddha's own explanation. After saying, he said, just as though there were a bag with an opening at both ends full of many sorts of grains, such as hill rice, red rice, beans, peas, millet, and white rice, and a man with good eyes were to open it and review it thus. This is hill rice. This is red rice. There are beans. These are beans. These are peas. This is miller. This is white rice. So too, a bhikkhu reviews this very body upward from the soles of the feet downwards from the tips of the hairs, enclosed in skin as full of many kinds of impurities. There are in this body and so forth. The list is given again. Now what does this mean? See the, the, the simile Buddha gave, the example. In this example, there are names of various types of grains. This man <coughs> with good eyesight take it outside, open it, and then he review them, he identifies them and say, this is hill rice. He doesn't say, this is hill rice, I hate it. This is red rice. I love red rice. Eh? He simply identified. It is exactly with impartial mind. Just like a scientist, you give a you know, little bit of feces to a, a biologist or chemist or whoever does experiment in the lab to find out what is the, what kind of things are in the little piece, amount of feces, iron, uh, cancer cells, or diabetes, uh, whatever he wants to find out. Uh, if he wants to find out some kind of disease to diagnose very well, he simply examined to understand it exactly as it is. You know, you can see people who do, who perform autopsy. When they perform autopsy, uh, they don't feel very bad and run away from it because when you cut up the body, you know, there are all kinds of things inside. They can see the biologists, uh, <coughs> pathologists, uh, doctors who cut up the body in various ways, they don't run away from because of the smell. They just examine them, exact to know what they are, how they are, 
what the problem is and so forth. Similarly, you see in Madhyaminikaya uh, Indriya Vibhanga Sutta, the last discourse, I think last discourse maybe, uh, Buddha said, when you see repulsive in unrepulsive, you can see repulsiveness in it. When you see repulsiveness, you, if you want to see unrepulsiveness in repulsiveness, you see unrepulsiveness in repulsiveness. And so forth, you can see that in the discourse. That means the person has come, the meditator has come to a stage where the mind is equanimous. In that equanimous state, uh, we, we don't see anything ugly or beautiful. We see, we want to see them exactly as they are. Now, let us see what are the, 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 the parts. First part, beginning with uh, head hairs, body hairs, nails, teeth and skin. Five. This is what is called Tacha Panchaka. The five, the f- first five, ending with skin. <coughs> this is what, when you, when you ordain, full ordination, these are the five you repeat. Kesa, you, when you cut heaven, you attain noise ordination. Kesa, Loma, Naka, Danta, Tacho. Why did the Buddha start with this? Because these are the five we can see of any person. When we see a person, these are the five things we see. <coughs> we see head hair, body hair, nail, teeth and skin. If they smile, they can see. We can see the teeth. If they don't smile, normally you cannot hide teeth. <laughs> you will see the teeth. Now, sometimes we think this body is beautiful. When you look in the mirror, young, handsome or beautiful, you are very proud. When you look in the mirror, if you feel that you are not handsome, nor beautiful, uh, unpleasant, then you feel unhappy. This is face in general. We don't see, we don't look at the body. We look at the face, and we conclude that either I am beautiful or I am ugly. Nothing in between. <coughs> uh, we are not ugly or beautiful. We are as we are. (coughs) Ugliness and beauty are the uh, mental uh, creation. Uh, That is the perception. We perceive this in certain way and conclude in certain way. You know it is very uh, common sense uh, understanding. Head hair. People 
think of head they are such a beautiful thing in indian tradition long hair is is one of the beauty mark the beauties of a woman if the hair touches the floor as she is moving sweeping the floor oh she is the most beautiful one in the western culture nice looking hair beautiful looking hair is a sign of attraction beauty so they are hair specialists you go to them new people talk about latest hair cut and uh, hair style <coughs> go and do all sort of things come back and look at look in the mirror oh so when you go to a party first thing you do go and see the hair specialist uh, of course when we go out we shave our head like this like this <laughs> we as monks don't care but lay people hair is a very very important thing head hair beard those who are beard they cut beard in various ways you can see just to make them attractive or beautiful uh, actually when we look at the hair very um, more realistically uh, if you don't wash it for 2 3 days you see it is oily stinky actually i have one day hair specialist uh, specialist uh, told me that when uh, uh, she uh, want to uh, make somebody's hair first thing they put shampoo because it is so stinky they cannot get close inside there is a dandruff sometimes uh, uh, what do you call lice uh dirt uh dead hair all are accumulated in the head <coughs> but they clean it and then uh, we think that we are beautiful handsome when hair starts falling then we feel very embarrassed and trying to cover the bald head with the <laughs> remaining little hair Eh? <laughs> oh some people in order to cover it up shave the whole head <laughs> so that nobody knows whether the person has hair or not so we do all sort of things to hair and this hair suppose you return from your uh, hair specialist after making it so beautiful and you start eating soup one of the hair from the head falls into the bowl of soup what do you do do you throw away the whole bowl when it was on the head it is beautiful when it falls into the soup it is ugly here it is beautiful here is repulsive so <coughs> when we are mindful it doesn't matter whether it is on the head or in the bowl of soup it is just hair so 
This is how Buddha wanted us to use this practice, this meditation. See, this simile is a very, very important simile. Here he gave the list of grains. Somebody looks at the grain, they identify grains exactly as they are, without any emotional uh, reactions, no emotional reactions. It just this is always the Buddha's way of teaching. Don't do anything in addition to what it is. We got to know exactly as it is. Uh, that is the purpose of this meditation, not to think that the body is ugly or beautiful or anything other than what it is. We want to know, Buddha wanted us to know to gain yatha bhuta jnana dasana. Yatha bhuta jnana dasana means uh, knowledge and vision of things as they exactly are, without any embellishment, any emotions, uh, anything other than they as, as they really are. That is why he used this particular simile of grains. <coughs> to illustrate it very clearly. So now this uh, can be divided into two sections. First part uh, is uh, uh, earth element, I mean first nineteen part, and the other uh, twelve parts uh, Water elements. So now, <coughs> in Mahasaulovada Sutta, Buddha said, he gave this is in Mahasaulovada Sutta and various other places, and he said, internal earth element is the same as external earth element. Internal earth element, uh, internal uh, uh, hard parts uh, like this are made up of the same elements as outside hard parts. Earth, water, air, fire elements. <coughs> so, uh, and also when we see this body, uh, bodily part exactly as they are, that also sometimes uh, helps us to cure our diseases. For instance, in Girimananda Sutta, uh, you have Dasa Sanya, ten perceptions. Uh, one of them is uh, a perception of foulness of the body. Venerable uh, Girimananda, perhaps, might have been uh, obsessed with uh, these impurities. He has not attained enlightenment. He must have been uh, thinking this, because especially when you are sick, you are psychologically depressed. Uh, so at the depressed state, you feel this is ugly, that is ugly, this is impure, that is impure. Uh, you feel, uh, you know, always something... Uh, unpleasant. So when Girmananda might have been thinking of, he was gravely sick, he must have been thinking of ugliness and impurities of the body. 
when buddha gave him uh, to meditate the subjects of uh, 10 perceptions one of the perception is this look at the body to understand it exactly as it is impartially when we look at the body impartially what do we see impermanent as we mentioned this morning getting old getting sick eventually die uh, this is not i this is not mine this is not myself this are impartial way of looking at it it is true getting old is true falling sick is true dying is true and uh, uh, this is not i is true this is not mine is true this is not myself is true so we look at the reality the truth in the body that is the the purpose of this uh, meditation uh, <coughs> so the chorus so to say repetition is the same iti ajjatanga kaaye kaayana pasive ridu bahidhama kaaye kaayana pasive and so on thus he meditate on the body internally uh, this he dwells contemplating the body in the body externally he dwells contemplating the bo- the body in the body internally and he dwells contemplating the body in the body in both internally and externally or as he dwells contemplating in the body it's uh, it's his nature of rising and dwelling in the body uh, it's nature of both rising and falling and so forth repeat the same thing as uh, before <coughs> uh then we go to the next section mindfulness of the body uh dhatu manasikara elements see this body however it is placed however disposed as uh, consisting of elements thus in this body there are the earth elements the water elements the fire elements and air elements just as though a skilled butcher or his apprentice had killed a cow and was seated at the crossroads with his <coughs> uh, with his cut up into pieces so to bhikkhu revive this body very body however it is placed however disposed as consisting of elements thus this body there are earth element the water element the fire elements and the air elements now 
again uh, in those days uh, india uh, killing cows seems to be a very popular thing i mean common thing that is why both the use this simile as rather than cutting a goat or chicken or something anyway when uh, a butcher uh, kills a cow cuts him up into pieces and starts selling uh, before he uh, lead the cow to the betuwa or cutting place <coughs> uh, he leads the cow after butchering it cutting it into pieces he does not sell a cow he sells beef the name changed just like grape dry you call raisin <laughs> plum dry you call uh, prune huh? uh, like that one day when i was uh, sweden uh, some uh, iranian children high school children drove me to their school <coughs> and uh, on the way one of them asked me do you eat pigs i said i don't eat pigs do you i asked them do you i know that they are muslim children then i asked them do you they said we eat anything <laughs> they did not know the difference between pigs and pork <laughs> so anyway when this the butcher after slaughtering a cow uh, and selling uh, beef uh, he does not sell a cow he sells beef name changed <coughs> now similarly when we divide the body into parts what do we see there earth element water element air element and fire elements now body concept is gone they are also bodies of course uh, even tiny little part is a body according to modern scientific uh, uh, research even every cell uh, is living uh, organism uh, they say they have uh, its own uh, memory its own brain its own <laughs> you know free production and so forth and so on uh, i don't know about those things but they say so uh, similarly when even when we divide the body into various parts they are still uh, a part of the body but now we don't call uh, a body we call it elements because the body is made up of these elements how can meditators use this the the elements <coughs> elements actually we cannot uh, see uh, for instance earth element is uh, we know earth element 
existing earth element somewhere because of its characteristics. <coughs> earth element has the characteristic of hardness, softness and occupying space. These are the characteristics of earth element. And since uh, this body has uh, bodily parts, uh, they are relatively hard or they can be relatively soft and they occupy space and therefore with, because of this uh, element uh, the characteristics we call that those parts belonging to earth element. Similarly water elements has the characteristics of cohesiveness or bringing things together, holding things together like you see dry uh, cement and sand will not uh, ha- hold together without putting water. Uh, it has the characteristics of, of uh, uh, flowing, moving, running to the lower ground and uh, liquidity. Uh, and these are the characteristics of uh, water elements. So from this characteristic we know that there are water elements in the body. These twelve parts that we mentioned earlier belong into water elements because that's what they do. And other three elements are not mentioned here, normally four elements. There are sometimes five elements according to according to Indri Bhanga Sutta there are uh, six elements uh, but at least five elements are famous. They are earth element, water element, air element and fire element, space elements. Space elements is the element that that has space. Our body is not completely solid. It has lot of space in the body, between cells, through our sweat pores, and so in our sweat pores, uh, nostrils, and so forth. There are these space; these places are filled with space. I mean, there is the, the opening, air uh, opening for the uh, for in in these cavities. That is uh, space, and uh, fire elements is the element that uh, also has characteristics of uh, uh, burning, digesting food, aging, <coughs> uh, and feeling hot when the temperature changes, we feeling hot. Uh, these are the characteristics of characteristics of uh, fire elements. Uh, air elements is uh, oscillation, uh, moving, motions uh, are the characteristic of air elements. And uh, uh, heat elements, fire elements, is the it has a characteristic of uh, radiation, uh, warming up, <coughs> feeling uh, hot as I said, digesting food, and so on. 
and through these characteristics we know that there is heat element or fire elements now even these elements with these characteristics are not permanent they all are changing uh, earth element is changing fire element is changing water element is changing air element is changing space element is changing because of the, the thing that uh, is occupied in the space so this entire body is made up of moving changing parts moving changing elements and therefore it is not uh, uh, mine it is not myself it is not i why because they change in their own way <coughs> according to the changes of elements this body is changing so that is why we want to uh, that is how we want to use the the element meditation not uh, on uh, elements reflect uh, reflection on elements then last part is the nine uh, the nine channel down contemplation <coughs> this also is quite obvious uh, i think this very important uh, uh, subject uh, although we don't uh, think of it very uh, mindfully carefully uh, contemplating on the nine stages of uh, decomposing body uh, is uh, quite popular subject in the buddhist time Uh, because uh, uh, and then it was also easy for them to use the decomposing body to practice meditation because the bodies were available unlike today <coughs> the uh, disposed bodies in the charnel ground uh, sometimes they burn sometimes they let the bodies be eaten by uh, animals birds insects uh, all other uh, carnivorous predators therefore it was very easy for them to for the meditators to spend times in charnel grounds and meditating on them uh, seeing them uh, decomposing uh, <coughs> first uh, now these days buddha used very practical terms to explain this because dead bodies are not available everywhere and all the time now those days they were available readily nowadays they are not available unless you go to a morgues and uh, be friendly with uh, you know what do you call uh, Pathology, pathology undertakers and use um, pathologists and so forth to be friendly with them 
otherwise you cannot see them unless you are a medical student uh, every meditator cannot be a medical student <laughs> so they have to use uh, some other technique so buddha said as if shayata <coughs> bibikave viku viku shayata bipasaya as if the translation is though he were to see a corpse uh, thrown aside in a charnel ground uh, so in meditation you are sitting uh, this is the meditation that we can practice in a, at home in a cemetery uh, in a kuti under a tree or anywhere so long as you visualize imagine a dead body uh, starting with uh, your own body without emotions without emotional reactions uh, up to this point we have seen the body as a breathing body then we saw the moving body then we saw the uh, <coughs> body with the uh, clear comprehension first anapana then postures then comprehension that is activities various activities and then we saw uh, the parts of the body 32 or 31 parts of the body and then we came to the practice on four elements five parts as we move on with these parts we 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 have seen the body is changing 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 it has this part that part and they all are made up of elements and so forth we see the entire body impartially the breath is imp- we see we look at the breath impartially we look at the movement impartially <coughs> postures impartially we look at the, the activities impartially and so forth we come to this level then in order to complete the practice of mindfulness of the body uh, buddha included this and after all these activities and so on and so forth we come to a last stage of life that is how this body ends <coughs> in many traditions uh, this is where lot of mis- mystic ideas uh, superstitions uh, added to this part they added all kind of superstitions uh, mysteries uh, especially associated with religious beliefs and also uh, belief in uh, a permanent substance called soul uh, recently somebody this of course is not to uh, sort of attack any particular religious tradition 
but uh, in our discussion i think these sort of things are very important to remember to understand what our position is what we do and how we practice meditation to understand things exactly as they are for this reason i bring this up not to uh, look down upon any particular religious practice recently somebody came uh, uh, her uh, husband passed away and she wanted to uh, bury him there in the body then the tradition insisted that uh, uh, there has to the grave has to be uh, has to have uh, concrete walls concrete walls and then the coffin must be metal coffin uh but she insisted i don't have that kind of money how about uh, wooden no we don't sell wooden coffins you must have a metal coffee coffin copper or something and then uh, <coughs> she is not very rich person and it was very hard for her but she has to follow the tradition why is that why there should be concrete walls and uh, metal coffin why is that because the soul must remain there soul must remain intact even after death soul is there soul is eh huh? i thought the ghost is there. No, 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 no. On the judgment's day, soul must rise from grave. Whether you believe it or not, in it or not, you have to do that. You have to follow that. So she was crying and was very emotional, very upset because she has to follow the tradition. For us. in our uh, understanding buddha stating this is what happened to the body <laughs> this happened what happened to anybody whether it is animal or human or divine i don't know whether the divine body should be dropped on earth after <laughs> the skeleton and so forth but <laughs> they may disappear because they are not visible anyway Uh, but at least the beings living on earth human animals fish and so on and so forth end up like this that is a universally true nature of life uh, perhaps we can discuss this sound to break mm. just as an aside I have a question with that one woman with the coffin uh, restrictions and everything could she have um, 